that's the thing that I keep coming back to is reminding myself every time I've niched, like every time that I niche down further and further on the photography side of my business, my business grew. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Okay, the first thing we're going to talk about today is that it's niche. (laughs) Okay? I actually don't know what it is. I don't know if it's niche or if it's niche or if it's something in between. And I also don't really care. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to say niche because I'm not going to keep like apologizing for getting it wrong. I'm just committing. I'm committing to niche. It's niche for today, for right now. And that's just the way it's going to (laughs) be. Okay. So today we're talking about niching. We're talking about niching in your business and if you should do it and how to know if you should do it. And this is such an interesting topic to me because you guys know I'm a firm believer that you can build any business anyway. And it really comes down to what feels right for you and what you want. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you need to niche. I don't think that you need to niche to have a successful business. However, I have found that every time I have niched in my business or every time that I have had a client niche, their business grows. I think this is really interesting because when I talk with people at the very beginning stages of niching or even just considering niching, the fear is always that they will be saying no to business. And I completely understand this. I've niched pretty considerably in my photography business, but on the coaching side, I'm only just now really doing that. I've been coaching, I've always said I coach creatives, and over the past couple of months, I've moved more toward coaching brand photographers or photographers who want to pivot to brand photography specifically. And that's brought up a lot of um, like limiting beliefs and just feelings about, you know, am I saying no to all of this business, (laughs) which I don't know if that's the case, but am I saying no to business and no to growth because I'm only coaching a specific type of person. So I completely understand this fear. I've experienced it myself and I'm experiencing it now. But the thing that I keep coming back to is reminding myself every time I've niched, like every time that I niche down further and further on the photography side of my business, my business grew. So if you're at a point where you're starting to consider niching or what that could potentially look like for you, it might be helpful to kind of think through um, how to know when it's time to niche. And I think that there are a couple of indicators that this is something that you should at least consider exploring or at least uh, experiment with. The thing with niching is that you're in control of how you do this, whether you want to like immediately say no to absolutely everything except for one thing, or you take a slower approach or somewhere in the middle, or you do it for a while and decide you don't like it. Like with anything, you have the control here. So you get to do this however you want to. And I think one of the first indicators that it might be time for you to consider niching is that 
there are things that you consistently find that you don't like doing. So for me, on the photography side, um, that was probably the first indicator that I should niche because I would come home from certain sessions and be like, I just don't like that. I don't like that. Like I would not enjoy leaving my house for something like a family session or even in the like later years of my business, like more recently when I stopped doing weddings, I would have so much anxiety leading up to a wedding day and not like the good excitement butterflies in your stomach type thing like I didn't want to be away from home um it was such a long day I would worry about like you know I think especially once you become a parent I was like what if my kid like something happens with my kid and I can't go and I have to find someone to cover for me what if I get mono what if you know I was just like having kind of unrealistic um anxieties which I suppose that's what anxiety kind of is And so it became clear to me that there were things that I didn't like doing anymore. And I think so often we just kind of push past those things like, oh, well, I have to do family sessions or I have to do weddings. And instead, what would happen if we were to get curious and think about like, what would it look like if I didn't do this anymore? Um, And I think that's a really good place to start. On the flip side of this, you know, I think a lot of us identify wanting to niche when there are things that we don't like doing but if there are things that you love doing the same is true what would it look like to do more of that what would it look like to only spend your time doing that thing how would that change things for you and the reality is niching is a lot less about your people and a lot more about you and the clarity that you have and that brings me to my second point actually If you're confused as to who your ideal client is and your marketing is really confusing, niching might be something to consider. This has been the biggest aha moment since niching in my business is realizing like I have so much more clarity on who I'm talking to and it makes my job so much easier. Like when I'm creating content on social media, I don't need to think about, am I talking to a family session client or a wedding client or a brand client or like, I pretty much have one person that I'm talking to all the time. And so everything about my job is easier. Marketing is easier. And ironically, I have more people saying things like, this is exactly me or this is exactly what I needed to hear. Like the more that I niche down and feel like I'm really articulating a pretty um, niche message, the more people say like, I, you know, I needed to read this or uh, it feels like you're talking to me, which is so funny because every time I push publish, I'm like, well, that feels really specific. I hope that lands, you know? So that's been a really cool kind of side effect of niching. When I think back on my first years of business ownership, it is a sea of Excel spreadsheets and paper contracts and taking checks by mail. And it worked for a while. But as someone who isn't particularly organized, I soon realized it was a bit risky to be hodgepodging everything together. I needed something that organized my clients in a way that made it easy for me to keep track of them and their projects and ideally save me some time. Dubsado has been my right-hand software ever since. Dubsado was my assistant before I could afford to hire an assistant. And even 10 years later, as my team has grown, it continues to keep us organized and sane. It allows me to send and accept digital contracts, no printing or scanning, it's all done online, send invoices and receive payments faster than when I was receiving them by mail, 
And it integrates with so many other platforms that I use, like Google Calendar, so I never miss an appointment. One of my favorite Dubsado features is payment plans. This allows me to organize my monthly revenue so I have more consistent months of income, as opposed to some months that were super high and some months that were super low. Now I can spread out the payments, making it easier on my clients who receive automated reminders, and it's far more predictable for my monthly budgeting. I can also set up workflows to help clients prep for their sessions without me having to remember to send weekly emails. Honestly, when people ask me the one business tool I can't live without, it's Dubsado. If you're ready to up-level the back end of your business and make your life a whole lot easier, you can head to dubsado.com and get 20% off your first month or year with the code MADDIEPASHONGPHOTO, all one word. That's 20% off your first month or year with the code MADDIEPASHONGPHOTO. I've always been a really big believer in the concept of what you show, you sell. So if you're wanting to book more of a certain thing, and you show that thing on your website or on social media or whatever it might be, you're going to sell more of it. And this is something that I don't know if I even realized or like before I started doing it or if I started doing it and then realized what was happening. Um, I'm not sure what came first, the chicken or the egg, but it was something that started fairly early on in my business. Like I realized I would post more of the type of thing I wanted to shoot and therefore I would book more of it. And I was kind of like, okay, like, let's keep this going. Let's see what happens here. And I think people don't understand that that's what niching can look like for you. Like, I still, not as much anymore, um, but for a long time, I would still get inquiries for other types of photography. And then when those inquiries come in, you can decide, right? I could decide if I wanted to take them. And at first I did. And then after a while, I decided I didn't want to anymore, and that was fine. And that was when I really started niching down into brand photography uh, more consciously. But up until that point, I was just, you know, sharing more of the stuff that I wanted to shoot and then booking more of those things. So niching can also look like that. It can look like you saying, I'm going to uh, really focus on booking brands brand photography, personal brands. And so that's what I'm going to share online. That's what's going to be, you know, primarily on my website. And then I will see what happens with the other inquiries that come in and and decide if I want to take them then. I think one of the questions that people tend to ask here is like, well, what about my clients who aren't the thing that I want to share? Are they going to feel bad if I'm not sharing previews and if I'm not sharing, you know, their photos or their work if you're not a photographer? And I think the answer is mostly no. Um, really, the, the big thing here, so much of this comes down to communication, client communication, and really over-communicating. So if you just let them know, hey, I'm making this change in my business, and so you're mostly going to see me showing X online, which means I'm probably not going to share you know, the, the stuff that I did for you, the photos that I took for you. It doesn't mean that I don't love them. It's just not what I'm marketing right now. And then I would usually, when I was kind of making this transition, try and send like a preview gallery or a couple of images, like just text over a couple of images um, to the client, like after their session, just to let them know, like, I'm still excited. I'm editing, you know, right away or um, in, in a <laughs> normal time frame, whatever that looks like for you. Like, I'm still really excited about this. I'm just not sharing it online because it's not what I want to be marketing right now. As long as you make that clear, I think the issue tends to come up when we're like 
we don't know how to feel about it. And so then we don't communicate that to our client. And then either the client feels a little bit like, you know, they don't know what's going on, or maybe you don't like their photos or whatever, or the client doesn't really care because they've got their own life, but we kind of put that on them and we assume that the client feels bad or feels like something isn't fair. And all of this can be avoided if you just communicate, if you just very clearly say, that's not what I'm marketing right now. I'm still super excited about it. And I'm excited to share, you know, this, these photos or this project with you as I finish it. Another time when it may be helpful to consider niching is if you're feeling like your business is lacking focus. Um, I think that this is a big one and something that a lot of us tend to experience. If you, you know, you're used to kind of being in that season of saying yes and figuring out what you want to do. I think that that's such a a normal season for business owners to go through at the beginning. And that's why I struggle, you know, when people say, say no, don't hustle. You know, I, I totally get it. And that is so much of where I'm currently at in my business, but it's not where I've always been. Like in the beginning stages, there was definitely some hustle that was happening and there was a lot of saying yes. And the saying yes was how I figured out what I liked and what I didn't like. But I think the problem comes in when you're saying yes and you're not considering what comes after. So when you say yes and then you're not, you know, taking the time afterward to you know, kind of talk to yourself and say, did I like that project? Did I not like that project? What did I like about it? What did I not like about it? That's where we learn so much. And if you're not taking the time to do that, I think what it turns into is, you know, being in business for three, five, ten years and continuing to still say yes to everything, then you just start to feel like there's no area of focus. You feel like you're spread really, really thin. You're saying yes to everything. And you can't go that deep into any area of your business because you're spread so thin into all of the areas. So if you're feeling like you're lacking focus, niching might be something that helps with that. And this certainly, I think for a lot of people, can be really scary. I talked about that a little bit at the top of the episode. It feels like we're saying no to money. It feels like we're saying no to potential business. Um, but so often having that added focus and clarity allows us to show up in a more um, focused capacity and people notice that. You know, it's a lot easier for someone to remember, oh, you are a brand photographer or you are a website designer as opposed to, she, you know, she's a designer who kind of does everything. She's a photographer who kind of does everything. When your business is more focused, I think other people notice that and they remember it a little bit more. So if this is something that you're wanting to explore and it makes you a little bit nervous, I highly recommend a slow burn. This is what I did and it worked really well. Um, I very, very, very slowly transitioned my website to be what it is now, which is a website that it says I'm a brand photographer, I'm a brand coach, and that is it. But it obviously has not always been that way. I started out um, with like my, my keyword that I wanted to rank for was Sioux Falls photographer. So it wasn't even like wedding photographer, it was just Sioux Falls photographer. And I had pages on my website for everything, family photography, children photography, headshot photography, weddings, all of the things. And I just slowly started getting rid of those pages. Um, and honestly, before I even got rid of them, I just kind of removed them from being front and center. So if you were to come to my website, you know, 
eight years ago, you would have seen my menu at the top and it would have listed out all the different types of photography that I did. And then as I slowly started transitioning to really figuring out, okay, what are the things that I want to book more of? I just started removing some of those things from my menu. So what that looked like was I would still have a page on my website for children's photography or family photography. The page was still there, but I removed it from my menu so it wasn't so top of mind. So people could still find it in Google searches. I could still send the page to someone if they inquired and you know, wanted to know more, but it wasn't so top of mind. And this was the process that I took until I basically was down to just wedding photography. And then once I kind of realized that brand photography was a thing, made the switch to brand photography. So I, I still remember the day that I completely deleted the wedding photography page from my website because for probably, you know, a year, two years maybe, it was on my website. It was just a hidden page, so it wasn't so obvious. And I remember the day that I finally just deleted it because I was like, I don't need the SEO from this anymore. I don't, I just don't need this page. I'm not going to be doing weddings again. And so I just deleted it. And it wasn't, I seriously, that was not that long ago. And I would consider myself to have been pretty comfortable in the world of, you know, only doing brand photography for the last three or four years. And it was probably only a year or two ago that I completely deleted the wedding photography page from my website. So this can be a slow burn. It doesn't have to be something that happens overnight. And I think for a lot of us, that slow transition feels a lot better. Because then during that transition, you can decide, like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Is this working? What do I want to do with the other inquiries that come in? It doesn't have to be the type of thing where you announce on social media, I'm only doing brand photography. Just show more of what it is that you want to shoot and see where that takes you. It doesn't have to be this hard line in the sand. It can simply be you following what brings you joy and what uh, makes you excited about your business. And that's what you should be doing anyway. I will say it again. I certainly don't think that you need to niche in order to have a successful business, but I do wish that more people would really consider what it could look like for them because it's not near as scary as what so many people think. For me, it's been probably the most freeing transition that I've ever made in business. This doesn't have to be some big announcement that you make on Instagram. It can just be you deciding to follow your passions and going from there. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.